Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Andrew Chevelle. Andrew Chavone, how the hell are you? Good, hey. Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming in. And where can people see you do, I guess you're about to go into Manhattan to do a show, but where, you know, after <laughs> that show, where can people find you do stand-up comedy in New York City and where can they find you online? So I post my dates on my Instagram, Andrew Chavone. I, I post them on the Instagram stories. So oh. I have like a cute pic with... Uh, with my where I'm playing and what time. Okay, and then, and then that way you can track who's looking at your post too. Stories are like that. Yeah, you yeah. can see. A, you can. Yeah, it sounds creepy. But and then yeah. do you DM them like the people who watch that story? Do you DM them? Be like, come to the show. No, usually it's like hundreds of people. So <laughs> He's I just, too big my, for that. My yeah. eyes cross when I <laughs> read the fifth person, and you wouldn't even remember which one is New York based, probably. No, and yeah, and they look at every story. So oh, cool. Yeah, so they could be from somewhere else. And then my my road dates. My tour dates are on my website, andrewchavone.com. Oh, cool. And then you have a podcast with Stephen Rogers, and I think it was nearly promoted on Stephen Colbert. Yes. And it's called Panic Attacking. Yes. Okay. We, we, we discussed that. We told uh, Stephen, told Stephen Colbert, they asked for what his credits and what to say. <laughs> and then Stephen Rogers was like, say the podcast, Panic yeah. Attacking. And then yeah. And he did not. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he said. <laughs> Dude, yeah, so it wasn't panic attacking, and so unfortunately you just have to coast in the fame of Andrew Chavone and Stephen Rogers. Yes. And, and every uh, podcast will kind of talk about anxiety, but you'll also have guests. So what kind of guests are you having on there? So we, our first guest was Brian Regan. Oh, with, yeah. Um, you know, who I consider a famous comedian, but sure. I don't know if younger people know who he is. Yeah, no, he's no. Uh, like, uh, the one thing that you learn about Brian Regan is that everybody who you do like looks up to him as the elder statesman of kicking ass. Yes. Like, he just owns the room whenever he comes in, especially if you see him live. Yes. He's just so impressive. He's just naturally funny. He makes faces and the voices. Yeah. And I mean, it, when we had him on, I was dying laughing the whole time. <laughs> and he has a lot of anxiety. Wow. A professional comedian for, for 30 years, 30 plus years, he deals with OCD and anxiety and he's very socially anxious. And how, and how does that even work? Or it's just, you know, in his case, in your case, in Stephen Rogers' case, you know, somebody with anxiety. How does stand-up figure in? Because for me, you know, I can be calm right now, but if I were to, you know, if I knew that I was going on stage later tonight, my whole day would be wrecked oh, yeah. with nerves. And so mm-hmm. do you get like that and kind of, or, or is it an outlet for you that you look forward to? It's an outlet that I look forward to now, but okay. when I first started, it would, you know, puking in the morning and so anxious that I was going to perform. So it gets better. And why did it get better? Just because you're more comfortable on stage? Yeah, more comfortable, and I'm more confident in the material. But when before, I never had said the jokes out loud, or uh, I hadn't even sp- spoken in front of people before. Yeah, let alone know that the things were funny and what was funny. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I think these are funny, <laughs> and, and that kind of helps. Yeah. Enough people over time have laughed at this, where I feel comfortable saying it once or twice. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes there's high stakes shows, like I performed in front of my g- girlfriend's parents for the first time, and I was. <laughs> I like, thought you sweating. were going to say, "Well, I was in, in Carnegie Hall," but you're like, yeah, no, in front no. of my girlfriend's parents. That's girlfriend's far worse. Parents. Right, yeah, yeah, I was like literally sweat, back sweat, palm sweat. And is there anything that you were saying about relationships that you know had you particularly worried? Like maybe I should even take this out of the set, and you know, it, you know, maybe they'll think that this is about their beloved daughter. Yes, I curated the set. Did you to no relationship <laughs> stuff yeah. at all? Just 
anxiety. I talked about anxiety a lot. Wow. I figured like, hey, they should know this if they know me. And so, you know, I know stand-up is the outlet for you now, and then, um, but that might not be enough to, you know, just make sure your days are anxiety-free, you know, knowing that you'll be able to go up and blow it out and just have fun on stage. So what does your, you know, how does anxiety figure into your day-to-day life? And are you talking, you know, how does that figure into your act? So I've been seeing a therapist for like six months, mm-hmm. and it's the same one Stephen Rogers goes to. He <laughs> helped me go and stuff, and I figured out that through her I have like social anxiety, which means if, if there's like a big group of people, I, I, uh, I'm afraid to say something. <laughs> you know, unless it's a stand-up scenario. Unless it's a stand-up, yeah, yeah, which is so funny. But I guess the stand-up is like, I know what to say, and yeah. I, it's just me saying. There's no prompt. There's no guy saying, hey, Andrew, what do you think of this? Yeah. And I go, well, it's me. <laughs> Here's my jokes. <laughs> it's, uh, or whatever. But, um, so in stand-up, it's fine. I, I know what I'm going to do, and I have fun on stage, and which is totally bizarre. Yeah. And then when I'm in a group of, of uh five people I don't really know off like I could walk off the stage and there's five people that want to talk to me <laughs> and I'm like oh! to tell you how great you are and yeah. you still are just anxiety ridden I'm still anxiety ridden yeah. I don't even know I don't know how to get out of a conversation so I'm stuck talking to these five people like till the bar closes or the venue closes uh, and is it just kind of a, do you think it's any um, you know do, do these you know sometimes anxiety can stem from consideration where you're the reason why you're sweating some conversations with five people is because you want to make sure that those five people you know have a good conversation with you yes and, and then after the conversation is done you're kicking yourself you, you know, even though you spent three hours with these people talking <laughs> you know having an a plus conver- or an a minus right. conversation right. you're worried about the minus not the a oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then um and then i'm like i talked to my therapist i'm like i think it's uh she's like why do you do that why do you talk to these people <laughs> Would, yeah. If if somebody famous that you admired or and, and talk to you for five hours, wouldn't you be like that was odd? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So now that's something else to worry about. I shouldn't talk about the, talk to them for too long, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I, I just thought it was rude to end a conversation right away, and and I asked her for advice, and then she actually said, "We're out of time." And, <laughs> and then the next <laughs> session, I asked, and she said, "No, that's not rude. It, that's." That's mental <laughs> illness. It's, it's, it's like you could not have told me that before you ended the last session because I've been sweating it all week long between sessions. Oh, there's so many times where it's like a cliffhanger where it's it, like, well, fuck that. Tuned. I know. Yeah, what an awful therapist. She'll she'll take out her schedule and and uh, I have like the the anxiety of oh I have to end this because she's about to reschedule me and in my head there's a whole line of you know therapy people trying to get in yeah and i want to hold up this train of and you walk and you walk out and nobody's there and and now now do you find that panic attacking is the opportunity for you to get that therapy for free and without cutting being cut off yes without the cliffhanger because i don't think steven rogers is going to be like you know there's something helpful i could say right now but that's wait till next episode sometimes he does and i'm like no we're gonna keep going (laughs) i need this we share the therapist don't start picking (laughs) up her attributes yeah we we talk about what made us anxious in the week is the theme oh, of the podcast. Yeah. And then also I will usually run what I am anxious about with my therapist. And then I'll share the <gasps> advice she gives me oh, with Steven. Wow. And does and she, Steven does she, does she know that? I, I don't know. Steven told her we talk, we, Steven asked her permission if to talk about what she says. And she said, yeah, I mean the, 
the confidential privilege is you guys. Yeah, and once you wave it, I wonder if then she gets the opportunity to wave it. She's writing a book about you, too. I think so. <laughs> I think once we blow up the privilege, it's game over. Uh, and, and then I think that one, one cool thing that I saw at least Stephen Rogers does with his friends on Facebook, and also you might do, is that before you guys record a podcast, you'll say, hey, guys, we're recording Panic Attacking. What are the things that are making you anxious this week? And then yeah. everybody will just list them. Yeah, and, and then, it's, the, it's it's so cool that you guys are soliciting that feedback. Or and, that and, it's not even feedback; it's like a preview. And that makes us anxious because there's too many <laughs> topics. We can't cover them all, and we have to like save them for next week. So we'll we'll only post that like once a month because it takes a whole month for us to get through all these topics. That's so funny. Like I just think you're being an awesome, kindly, you know, famous person to solicit our kind of input, and really, even that is making you anxious. Yes, it's <laughs> terrifying because I'm like Stephen. Uh, we 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 didn't cover all the topics, and he's like. But we're going too long. <laughs> He's anxious about that going too long, and I'm anxious about upsetting the people. And but I guess, and I guess, what is um, real quick? Because this is just something I, that I wonder about. Like, what is too long for a podcast? Because you're, you're seeing people out there just on, you know, Joe Rogan and all these people, three hours, four hours. Oh he's my going, God, yeah. he's going three hours with Gaffigan. And although I, I like them both and I love Gaffigan, he's doing, you know, then Rogan feels free to do 15 minutes on elk meat. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what is too long for the panic attacking podcast and why? Yeah, the Rogan always at the non sequiturs or yeah, I think I said that word wrong. But yeah, I, I, I say non sequiturs, but I also sequiturs. don't say. I'll, uh, I also don't say the word because I'm not certain how to pronounce it. Oh, so. yeah. I only read it. Yeah, there's also yeah. a, a newspaper comic called Non Sequitur. Did you ever read that one? <laughs> no. Where that no. was like the far side ripoff. Oh, cool. And then I have like a box of a cartoon. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm doing what Joe Rogan does. Uh, non Sequitur. <laughs> I'm going to a Non Sequitur about Non Sequitur. That's totally inappropriate. That's, that's appropriate. That could become a joke if it's not already. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows that cartoon except for me. I or think just it came even out the a, Washington Times. Oh yeah, but even a non sequitur about non sequitur is funny. Oh yeah, and that's so, yeah. Funny. Oh, I hear what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but but how did you guys kind of decide what was too long and why? Well, one time we we did the whole thing with soliciting the topics, and I told Stephen we got to get through all of these, and the episode ended up being like two hours, two hours plus. Okay. And Stephen, and it was our worst performing episode. Uh, so Stephen was like, "Yeah, we got to really cut this down." Yeah. So now we give ourselves. We 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 end our own anxiety topic at <laughs> at forty five minutes, and then after that we do the get the the suggested topics. Yeah, and then we usually end it an hour hour ten. And do you guys uh, kind of give a shout out to whose topic it was? Oh yeah, we shout oh, cool. them out. We give out their full name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to do. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be like, you guys will be out in our podcast. So you know, because if it's something that makes you anxious. I would think that somebody on a podcast revealing it with your name could be a little bit dicey. Like, oh, I'm anxious about my girlfriend. And then you said my name. I'd be like, oh, my girlfriend found that out. Thanks, guys. She, she's also a fan of the podcast. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I suppose you could put it in the post. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, people are not outing outing important things that they're anxious about. And right. it's well, probably not happening like that. And the post is public. So, yeah. if, if they want, like, a message, they sometimes message us personally and are like, don't say my name, but this oh, is okay. bothering me. So yeah. you could do that, I guess. Because I, I guess if they did it publicly, they were comfortable with anybody seeing what made them anxious. Exactly. And the, then, the privilege. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the podcaster fan privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and then what would you, um, like, you're reading out what makes them anxious. Are you trying to say, yes, that also makes me anxious, so I want you to feel like, oh, that's not out of the realm of reason. But are, are you also trying to give them ways to deal with it? Yes, both. So one... The first thing we try to do is relate. So one person was like, I'm anxious that when um, 
I, I can't remember what seat I am in college. Uh, you know, like in the college lecture halls, the first seat you pick, I guess, is the ah, seat you have to sit in every yeah, day. Yeah. And he couldn't remember where to sit, and it made him anxious, so he, he like, skipped the class. And I said, well, listen, I had the same problem, and what I did is I hid in the bathroom until everyone sat down and then I saw the one empty seat and I was like that must be mine and yeah. I sat there I dropped out I didn't go to the class yeah. ever again right? that's one we, way to solve it <laughs> <laughs> there was one class where I did sleep in and I, I didn't show up the first day so I dropped the class because I was too, too embarrassed to go the next day oh my gosh so the embarrassment of it I yeah. actually had a professor where I fell asleep in his class when I woke up, he was staring at me in the middle of the class, and he goes, if you if you have to sleep during my class, you don't have to come. And so later, you know, that felt bad. I was traumatized, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and then of afterwards, course. I'd go up to him, like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, I really meant it, though. Like, attendance is not mandatory, so feel free to not come in if you're not going to get anything out of it. Well, and plus, he doesn't want to teach and then look at a sleeping man. Yeah. You know, and like, then you're distracting people with your snoring and things like that. And <laughs> just, yeah, you're drooling and yeah. getting on somebody's paper. But I can't, like, I guess if I had, true, you know, I have OCD, but I don't have general anxiety, and it would just be awful. So I'm glad I don't have it. Although, you know, with OCD, I spent, you know three minutes looking to make sure my door was closed this morning so that sucks but it's very it's very it's very localized such that i'm not i'm not anxious all the time that's good but i but i guess what i'm saying is that it's nice that you know if i had anxiety i would have been too embarrassed to go back to that class yes and that's just that's just fucked up and it's worthy of therapy like it's just right. i'm glad that i don't have it um, but it's good that you guys are dealing it with you know through talk yeah, through funny talk. Like, do they, you know, how are you making light of it to make sure that it's living up to Stephen Rogers and Andrew <laughs> Andrew Chavone's comedy? Is it still a po- comedy podcast? It's still, yeah. We make the jokes. Yeah, dude, Stephen is so he just rattles off like <laughs> quips, and sometimes he does it too quickly. Where I'm in the middle of a story, I don't even know what he's. <laughs> That it's a joke. And then I'll listen back and I'll be like, oh, I should have laughed. Yeah, I feel I'm so bad. anxious. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel cause anxious because I didn't laugh. Right, because right, I'm, I'm reliving the anxious story. So yeah. I get all worked up and he's making the jokes and I can't. <laughs> I'm sure people listening are laughing at him, but yeah. I feel bad that I'm not. And yeah, through talking to him and the therapy and really finding like the roots of what, what my issues are. And I think it mainly is embarrassment and... Uh, politeness. I, I, or maybe yeah. I thought it was politeness, but it's actually anxiety because... You know, I, I always was paranoid about not being rude, like, yeah, my yeah. whole life. Yeah, it stems from a place of consideration, whereas other anxiety might, you know, might be pride. It's like, oh, I only get anxious because I don't want people to think I'm stupid. But here, it's like, I, I'm, I get anxious because I don't want the other person to feel stupid. Because yes. I, I left that conversation soon. And and I don't want to feel stupid either. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I have two, two uh, issues. Yeah, two things. And then... <laughs> and I, and I guess awareness is increasing with this. Like, you know, people are, there's some stand-ups who are doing really re- well right now who are comfortable talking about this stuff on stage. Yes. And so it's making its way into your stand-up set? Oh, yeah. Okay. My opener, my opening act is all social anxiety. And I'm trying to work work it to be funnier, but and I talk about everything that makes me anxious. Like, I used to not be able to handle compliments that well. Okay. They used to make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Most people love them. They're like, oh, thank you. But I was like... Well, this is why you're wrong. I'm not <laughs> deserving of this compliment, and you're wrong, and uh, you're a jerk. And, and that's all in your head, though. That's all it meant. Because yeah. you never would tell a person they're a jerk because you're too uh, you're too anxious that they'll they'll dislike you. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. So now I just have a I talk about it on stage where if somebody compliments my clothes, I just have a habit where I just give a fact about the clothes. <laughs> like I can't just say thanks. I have to go. Oh, thank you. It's tumble dry only. And, <laughs> they'll um, be like, what? That's a, great, that's a great fucking joke. So it's good you're spinning it into hilarity. And where is your show later today in Manhattan? Just because I'm it, curious. It's uh, at the Stand Comedy Club. Oh, cool. It's a brunch is that show. Union, is that Union Square? 
Yes, okay. it, yeah, it, the new one. So there used to be in Gramercy, now it's in Union Square. It's like a humongous place in a restaurant. Yeah, they and just redid it or something? Yes. Yeah, I think uh, we had Drew Dravienko on, and he does Geek and Destroy there. Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, and Drew I, is awesome. And right? I, I actually was like, ah, is that the one on Upper West Side? And he's like, no, you're thinking of Stand Up New York. Stand Up New York, right. right. And they're talking about how, how nice the stand is, and it's by Union Square, which is a perfect part of the city. Yeah, well, I'm actually anxious about this show because it's <laughs> the first time I've done Stand Up while it's like... A kind of morning, okay. you know, like it's, I mean, it's 3 p.m., but it's a brunch so, show, so people are going to be like eating eggs, and, <gasps> you know, whatever people eat. But do you really go to the stand? I mean, really, right. like a comedy club to eat their eggs, or are they uh, primarily yeah. there for the comedy, I would think? I think they're mainly there for the comedy. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that won't help you with anxiety, but it's but, like they're not coming, you know, if they wanted to go to Tavern on the Green or something, they'd be, you know, surprised if there was a comic there. That's but true. But like, you know, with the stand... Oh, and so who else are you on there with? Um, if you I, know, I actually I'm totally putting you on the spot. I actually don't know. I okay. have to, but Remy Casimir runs the show. She's okay. a funny comedian. She has a, her own podcast about how she's never orgasmed. Of course, she had now. you as a guest. As you have, you had you had a guest <laughs> no, on that show? No, I don't think yeah, I so Remember, Andrew Chavon, we went out that time, and guess what? You're on the podcast <laughs> called I've Never <laughs> Orgasm in My Life. And this is where I bring on guys from, from previous <laughs> love interests. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, right? so if you have an issue out there, there's guaranteed a podcast <laughs> about it. I would <laughs> hate being called onto that podcast, my lord. It's like, well, like I guess she just had something where she couldn't do it. Okay. So it was like a mental thing. And so, like, are you being booked? I mean, y- your material is probably not all about anxiety. No. But, I mean, are you booked on certain shows because the comics on it are talking about things like that or not really? No, not okay. yet. I do no. Just you're usually. hoping to get the set to the chunk where they do invite you for that. Sort exactly. Of thing. Okay. I'm still. It's still working. It's still getting there. Okay. You know, like Gary Goldman. I'm thinking you referenced him. Yeah. Almost right. The, oh, absolutely. Is that Gary, the guy you were talking about. Well, no. I mean, like I did reference him during Stephen Rogers and also during Tristan Miller. But it's nice that people like Gary Goldman are talking about you know depression or whatever and making it hilarious. But it's it's just like people who are not at Gary, Gary Goldman's level probably are much more comfortable knowing that somebody so high up on the mountaintop has made a whole special kind of dealing with it in a serious educational way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's maybe what I want is an hour of anxiety and like him. <laughs> anxiety know? material, not anxiety. Like, right. No, an hour is the least of anxiety <laughs> I have per day. I mean, that's, but, yeah, I have 24 hours of anxiety every day. But yes, one hour <laughs> where it's funny would be great. <laughs> Dude, that's so great. And so if they want to find you, it's Andrew Chavone, and it's S-C-H-I-A-V-O-N-E. Right. Okay, and they're across I, social platforms, Andrew Chavone? And A. Chavone on Twitter, A-S-C-H-I-A-V-O-N-E. And okay. I should really change the spelling, but I don't know what I'm doing. No, yeah, <laughs> no. It, 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 as long as there is hilarious stuff on your Instagram and, and the fact that I'll be stalked if I look at your Instagram story. Yes, if you do. Yeah, Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. I, I get so anxious about doing that where I will not. Like, and, and the thing is, like, I just got an Instagram, and I finally found the feed. Like, I didn't even know there's a fucking feed. And so then I, I clicked on somebody's picture, and I was like, oh, am I clicking on her story? Right. I don't want this girl to think I'm stalking her. Like, she's, oh you know, God. these are, like, female comics who want their shit to be seen, but I've always never looked at people's stories because I don't want them to think I'm stalking them for, like, Dude, or, yeah, yeah, stalking them at all, right. let alone for some male-female reason. Like, I, I just want to look at your sh- your shit. Same exact yeah. paranoia I have. I actually, my roommate, I just lived with one other person, and uh, I, I, like, look at his Instagram to make sure he's not home. You know, just for my own... <laughs> Yeah, to plan your day, right? <laughs> to plan my day yeah. or whatever. So one time I clicked on his story and I was like, oh, no, I, I, he's going to see me. He's going to think that I want him out of the house or something? Oh, well, actually, I, I, uh, we're not 
Instagram friends. I just don't want to know that. I don't want him looking at my Instagram. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Are you talking shit about roommates in general? On my app? podcast. Oh. <laughs> I have a lot of podcast uh, roommate anxiety. Yeah. So I, I immediately blocked him. <laughs> and, uh, that's probably that's probably would get you some anxiety too because like will he know that you blocked him? I mean now he will because I, I, I looked to the podcast, it up. I, of course you had to look it up. <laughs> the anxiety in me made me look it up. Will sure. they know? And they, yeah. they say they don't. So I just blocked him and. You know, uh, now I don't look at his. Now I don't know if he's home. <laughs> and I, th- and I think you know, roommates are you know roommates are pretty typical in New York City. And so if you're an anxious person, and I you know I'm a little bit OCD, and so that does uh, play into the whole roommate thing a little bit because right. you know mine is born of consideration. So I'm always cleaning the bathroom thoroughly after mm-hmm. I after I shower. But don't you hate when you clean it and then the roommate does not? No, like I'm so I'm so clean such that I you know and I think a buddy's roommate was the same where it's like where he was my buddy had a clean roommate. I'm like just let him clean and don't make him feel bad about cleaning so much. So I'm fine like if you know if she's a little messy or whatever and she's really not. But the the worst thing would be. Why are you taking so long cleaning the bathroom after you take a shower and making me feel me feel self conscious while I'm cleaning up after myself? I would feel bad about that, but also, I would have a lot of resentment for being the only one cleaning. Oh, and be okay. like this piece of crap. Yeah, I'm doing all the work. I'm not a maid. But if you're if you're cleaning the, and I only clean like I only clean that one thing that that real small bathroom. And so if you're cleaning it every day, it never gets dirty enough. So there's never re- there's never resentment. <laughs> yeah. And so like a lot of the, like the OCD will manifest itself in avoiding certain things too. Like I don't use the fridge, I don't use the stove because I don't want to check if they're closed or off. Is okay. there any avoidance going on with your anxiety? Yes, big. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I had a weird conversation with this comedian, so I'm not going to go to this party. <laughs> and I'm going to avoid him I'm from now on. I'm going to avoid him, yes. And, then, and everybody's like, why does Andrew Chavon hate me? Yeah, why is this guy clearly... <laughs> Avoiding me. He like, doesn't book me on his shows. <laughs> yeah, and so how would you avoid, I mean, I guess you're blocking people, but how would you avoid, <laughs> yeah, avoid people now? <laughs> but how would you avoid somebody in a social, like especially in the comedy world, so much a professional relationship where you kind of should keep them up. Otherwise, it's like, why is Andrew Chavon such a dick? But really you're not. You're just being anxious and avoiding yes. things as a result. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sometimes I have to like really just bite my tongue and be like, hello. Like even that's hard. I'm like, <laughs> Like, I'm, like, talking, but, like, my hands are behind my back all, like, being weird. My hands are being weird, (laughs) and you know, like, because the anxiety is channeling into my hands, so I have to put them behind my back because they're, like, twitching. and He's going to see that I'm anxious right now. Right. So I'm, like, I'm, like, composed in the front, but behind me, it's, like... (laughs) A puppet show of my fingers and I'm like that's going great. Nuts. That's another another great anxiety bit for your hour. And I, I'm glad, like, if you're talking about this so much and you're going to have an hour of anxiety stuff at some point, it's nice to know that the other comics in the world will be like, "Don't worry, Andrew Chavon doesn't hate you. Right? He's just fucking anxious. I'm just. And anxious. He might be avoiding you because you make him anxious or something. Right. And I'm avoiding you because I know if I get in a conversation with you, I don't know how to end it. So yeah. we're going to be talking for five hours <laughs> and there's going to be people around like, is Andrew avoiding me? He's talking to one person. I'm like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I, I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and my, my clothing is tumble dry only. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I do the thing where I'm such an introvert and I get out of conversation so easily because I do really want the conversation to be great. Where yes. I, well, I'll be, I'm the guy in the door jam. Okay. So I'm the guy who will be chat, you know, will chat with my roommate, but I'll always be just at the edge of the room. And whenever things are at a good point, I'll just kind of you go out walk on the, yeah, go out on the high note, the like high George note. Costanza. Right, yeah. yeah. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> big, big out, everybody. Okay, well, Andrew Siobhan, thank you so much. And we're going to do the, the podcast is everywhere, Panic Attacking, you and Steven Rogers, and that's everywhere. Well, it's also, I think it's SoundCloud. 
yeah, it's every yeah, every we try to put it everywhere, and it's a new episode every Monday morning. Okay, and then if you want to get on their list of people, you know, people informing them what you know made you anxious, I guess. Th- do they have to be your friends on Facebook? No, they can do it on Instagram. They can reply to the story. We post oh, okay. this, the Instagram story, tell us what made you anxious, <laughs> and people reply to that. And that's private. It just goes to the DM. Oh, okay. And so if you, yeah, you can totally be anonymous with it, and you don't even have to be their friends. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because they probably are anxious about you anyway. But Andrew Chavone, you and Stephen Rogers are going to have a thing, and um, you're going to be at the stand today. Stand today. And where are the other upcoming shows? Um, I'm going to be at... Caroline's on Broadway. Oh, cool! Um, I think the first Tuesday of March, they're doing this competition where it's called March Madness, and <gasps> every comedian gets one minute. Wow! And it's uh, I'm freaking. I'm freaking what do you out What do you that. do for that minute? I don't know. I'm yeah, working it out. What is Andrew out. Chavone's minute gonna sound? I like? don't know. I'm, maybe I'll do the tumble dry only bit. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I must think that you have to bring so much energy to kind of out-energy certain people. But yes. if that's not you, that's not you. And they have to, you have to sustain it for each round too, right? How many uh, rounds are they going to be, like four or five if you make it? Well, it's the one one night is the first round where 64 comedians do a minute, and then the next night, <sighs> 32 do two minutes, and then it goes like that every wow. week. And then at the end, I think the four, final four do 15 minutes. So I got that coming. And how, how do they analyze that? Is it by crowd laughter or is it by a judge? Or is it both? They, uh, or is it a bringer thing? They'll do how many people did you bring and how loud did those people laugh? Well, I mean, I'm sure bringing people will factor in because <laughs> they'll cheer for you. Yeah, right? right. I think they do. Every I, I watched it last year and every comedian does the, the, the 60 seconds and then at the end they go, was it this person? <gasps> or uh, this person? Uh, yeah. So then they're like, I think it, this had the most laughs. It's not, oh, they no. don't have an applause meter I think it's the judges are gauging that. Yeah, so I mean, and, and it would be across nights too, so you'd have to bring people every single night. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I, you know, me, I'm too anxious. I'm not going to ask people yeah, to come. Yeah, your natural market. I'm too <laughs> anxious to bring my natural market of family and friends. Yeah, and I, I always figure there's enough people there that yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going against the one guy that has every, <laughs> the whole crowd. And I would hope, though, at the end, like with the final four, it's like, you know, everybody's going to bring their crowd at that point. I really hope that they're going for quality and not just, you, right. know, wh- you know, how many people did you bring and how, how big are they cheering and laughing? If I make it to the Final Four, I will put it out on social media. Please come. Yeah. And let, yeah, let me know your ang- what's making you anxious because <laughs> yeah. I will, if you come, I will tell it on stage. Exactly. That'll be my that, uh, 10 of the 15 minutes. Oh, that's so great. Well, Andrew Chavon, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks.